This is Rudy Giuliani. And uh, this is inside the 2022 election, which is less than a week away. Pretty exciting, huh? I don't know. Lots of predictions. I've spent uh, the weekend and, and much of the day uh, studying it. You know, like they used to study in uh, in high school or college. And, um, and I just completed a podcast in which I gave some predictions as to what as to what is going to happen and how it's going to happen. And so I thought I would share that with you. And I've also been able to update it a bit. And I thought we'd begin by narrowing our, our uh, discussion. And then you, you can call me now at this point, or you can, um, you can wait because I, I, we follow this show with, with a show that I do twice a week. I do that every uh, single uh, Tuesday and then every single Thursday. And that's called Call the Mayor. So if you want, as I go forward with this show, putting in the microphone so you'll hear me even better. There we are. Right there. Should be able to hear me better. Particularly if I put it on, which I'm about to do. There we are. Okay. Except it's not working. Well, all right. We'll see what happens. So, got three general types of major elections coming up, right? The Senate, the House, and the governors, the governors races uh, in particular, right? Senate, House, governors races. The ones that determine whether we get a check and a balance on, on Biden and can slow down what I call uh, the express train to uh, communism is if we can get control of the House and the Senate. One certainly would be good. Two would be better than one. And um, it would depend to a very, very large extent on how big a wave, what we call Republican wave, is going to be, and we want to hope that it's a, we want to hope that it's a big wave, right? And I'm going to take you through right now what I've been able to figure out about the two, and um, and we'll see, we'll see where we are. Right now, if you look at the House and the Senate. And uh, this is about where we are. I hope you can see this uh, uh, clearly, okay? So we've got really just a couple of states that make a difference. Otherwise, it's pretty much even. We've got Arizona and Georgia and Wisconsin and Nevada Ohio and Pennsylvania, and then on another on another uh, analysis, the Cook analysis, we've got New Hampshire, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, but that really isn't Florida, Iowa, and Utah were kind of strange picks. So those are the 
Those are the uh, states that are roughly going to be the most. Um, those are the states that are mostly going to be uh, contested with, with regard to the Senate. Now, if you look at if you look at the breakdown on the uh, general groups that do these real clear politics, cook political survey, and then some of the more um, some of the lesser known uh, uh, ones. What they what they will tell you is, and that's why you know we'll spend time on it only as much as you want to. Um, the the re, the reality is that the house, and I want to say this carefully, so I don't sound um, so I don't sound um, too confident because I never am about an election. You should understand. No matter who of us predicts an election, uh, we can be absolutely wrong. But I would say that it would be an enormous surprise if, for any reason, get us on just a little more light. That might help, huh? What do you think? You think that helps a little? It sure helps me see a little better. So the House is going to be won by the by the Republicans. The question is. And I'm, I'm going out of order, really, to get the, to get that out of the way. That the House right now, again, I have this on a board right here. I'll step back a little. Uh, De- Democrats right now have uh, 220 in the House, and they have 200, and the Republicans have 212. So that's an eight-vote margin in the House of Representatives. Right now, that's as we speak uh, to today. So the way that breaks down on, I did a composite. I did a composite of the studies. Okay, so I'm going to step over here and put it over there so you can see it. I did a composite of the studies. Right now, it is pretty well set. 153 Democrats, 185 Republicans are going to return. Unlike the House, I like the Senate. None could return. They're all up for re-election. But based on every available poll and practice and some people have been elected 20 times, 153 Democrats will definitely be returned to the House of Representatives and 185 Republicans, which already begins to give the Republicans a margin, right? Uh, it closes just a teeny bit when they go to likely. 23 likely. They're almost definite. Just nobody would jump off a bridge if this turned out the other way. And 17. So now we're at 176 Democrats. We have 202 Republicans. And the question now becomes, how about the even... The ones who are going to win, but it's even, eh, it's conceivable they could lose, but it's leaning that way right now. Leaning is 1918 Republicans. So now if they all fall in the way predicted, 
and I bet there's not more than a two or three uh, deviation from this, right? And all, they all fall in the way that's predicted. It should be 220 Republicans and 185 Dems. At least five undecided. And the prediction is the Republicans are going to get three and the Democrats are going to get five. So it would be 223 to 200. Uh, if it was 220 to 205, nobody would be shocked. If, if the Democrats maintain control of the House, that would be one of the major political shocks in recent times. If the Republicans went from 223 to 240, it would be, I mean, this, 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 this number, the number we're running here, particularly if it gets to the 220 to 223, is replacing an eight Democrat majority with a 20 to 25 Republican majority. In other words, three times the Democrat majority. That would be considered pretty much a wipeout if the predicted happened. Anything beyond predicted would be considered a disaster for the House Democratic Party and really would probably, uh, God willing, lead to a reexamination of the party. So <clears throat> I would say we can get it down to three possibilities for the House of Representatives. Most likely, the one I showed you, 220. 200, 220 to 205, 223 to 202. In other words, anywhere from a 20 to a 25-vote margin for the Republicans to replace the nine-vote margin the Democrats have. That's a big turnaround. If it's less than that, a surprise, I think. The Republican wave wasn't as strong as people thought. I don't know, it could go down five or six and it wouldn't matter, but if it becomes a very narrow margin, like below double digits, then that would be a disappointing show, showing for the Republicans. Should the Democrats uh, win the House, it would be a massive victory for the Democrats. And Biden would get new life. So now we've completed the House. If you're going to bet your, your House, you bet it on a Republican figure. If you're going to bet something less than your House, but something valuable, I'd go with the 215 to 220 Republicans. And if you want to get great odds, say 240 Republicans or the House stays Democrat. You'll make a fortune, but you probably can always. Now let's get to the Senate, because the Senate has the names and the people and the races that, um, and it has all the excitement. Even more than the, the governorships have a couple of individual governorships that are important and we'll talk about them, but the governorships uh, are gonna end up being uh, 
I mean, the predictable, the, the, the almost guaranteed result is 25-20 Republic, Republicans. Um, I think that's it, something like that. So it's, it, it'll, it'll be a majority the number of Republican governors and probably not going to get to much more than 30. The real thing is in the big states, what's going to happen? We'll get to that very quickly. So let's go with the Senate races and uh, and the Senate races that are the are some of the most fascinating that we've had in a long time and just great to cover. I'm going to be going up to New Hampshire this weekend to focus on the the Hagen Baldock race. So Hagen and 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 and, and Baldock, uh, Hagen is the one-term Democratic uh, uh, senator, Senator Hagen from New Hampshire. She was the governor of New Hampshire. She is a 100% Biden aficionado, supporter, voter. Uh, she she has lately tried to claim she's more moderate, but so have all the Democrats because they're getting killed on the woke agenda that Biden uh, has put in effect because many people voting for Biden thinking he was a moderate, which I don't know why they did. I've known Joe Biden for 35 years and Joe Biden is a chameleon. He's not a liberal, not a Democrat, not a Republican. He's whatever is good for Joe Biden at that period of time. So all his life, he's been pro-choice, but anti-public funding of abortion and anti-late-term abortion and now uh, in the latter years of his life, as his intellect is questioned, uh, he, uh, he just suddenly became a uh, all out abortionist, meaning the farthest left position on abortion you could have, which is to kill an eight or nine month uh, uh, baby. Uh, in other words, abortion, abortion perfectly legal in the eighth or ninth month which would literally be um, minutes before the child was born, which always leaves open uh, uh, the further Democrat suggestion uh, given by Governor Northam of uh, Virginia that the mother should have a short period of time after birth, particularly if she's unconscious. Should an abortion, should, should she go to sleep thinking she's getting an abortion and wake up to find out that she has a, a baby, a human being uh, laying next to her, uh, one would think without any much thought that she kind of has a responsibility. Now. Um, that'd be no different than if she walked down the street and killed somebody else's baby. You don't have a right to kill your baby. Uh, we do give you the right to kill your fetus in, in some states and in some places. And uh, a lot of people, including me, have a lot of real trouble with that. But there's a legal issue about that. But there's no place in the whole world that allows you to kill a baby or whatever you want to call it, right after birth. Only China, where they wiped out girl babies, but they're horrendous barbarians, anti-God, anti-morals, murdered more of their own people, not just those babies, anyone else. So they're barbarians. But uh, uh, Joe supports that barbarian practice of being able to kill uh, eight and a half months old, um, I call it a baby in the womb. You might want to call it a fetus, but if it comes out of the womb, it's a human being. So 
that issue, that abortion issue had become very big when, 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 the, when, when Roe was overturned and the decisions on abortion were returned to the states. Democrats overplayed it as if the Republicans were going to it everywhere. And, and in fact, it turned out that it, it was legal most places with different conditions. And that in the most left-wing states, it was legal in a way that 75% of American people find abort, which is to kill a seven or eight months or nine months old baby. And Biden supports that. So that has created uh, a backlash and things now are squarely focused on the economy and crime. Uh, economy first, crime second. Many places, border third. Abortion fourth or fifth. So things are swinging Republic, the Republican way right now. So let's start with um, let's start with the Senate races. So in New Hampshire, as I said, we have Baldock and Hassan. Uh, they had debate last night. I think it was their last, and and Baldock has virtually turned this around based on the debates. He's a much better debater. Seems brighter and sharper, and answers questions whereas Hassan evades questions, which appears to be the Democratic playbook. There was a debate between Joe Pinion and 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 um, and Chuck Schumer in New York. Of course, Schumer is leading. Well, he actually, my thirteen points. People thought he was leading by fifty. Uh, and Pinion really wiped the floor with him. But Chuck never answered a question. He was condescending toward uh, what is really a very, very uh, intelligent, very bright, and for the Republican Party, quite uh, an advancement because he's an African-American uh, running running as a conservative Republican and very much espousing the conservative viewpoint in a very strong way. And he completely out-debated uh, Schumer, if anybody paid attention to it, he, he would win the race, but he's being systematically censored by everyone, including the right-wing media, because they don't think he can win, or some of them because they have deals with, uh, believe it or not, I don't know how you could have a deal with him, because he wouldn't keep his side of it. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Biden, well, I've dealt with both of them on the crime bill together. Ooh, Chuck Schumer. But that's a definite Democrat win unless we have a miracle. And sometimes we have a miracle. But in New Hampshire, that would be that would be a critical Republican win. And right now, right now, you could find a poll with our head. You can find the most recent poll with him ahead. And I think any any political expert on either side of the aisle who is being uh, being fair would say it's a, right now it's not decided. It's toss up. What's going to happen in the last four or five days? Who's got the momentum? Well, he's got the enthusiasm momentum by twenty points. People are twenty percent more enthusiastic about him at sixty eight percent than her, and she's twenty percent less. And he's quite a, 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 he's a general who served uh, in, in battle. Uh, he's a very bright guy. He's not the crazy, what is Schumer called, called him fascist, extreme, uh, fascist, semi-fascist. He's not even a semi-fascist, much less a fascist. Since he served this country, 
seemed to me much more effectively than slimy Judd uh, in the military as a general. I would think I would I just wouldn't use names like that for him, and I just don't think Schumer would have the right to do that. Or or Hassan, who has distorted his record and his his um, personality such that when he finally appeared and he was a rational, reasonable, and sensible man, it's a big shock. And then we go down to Georgia, and a very similar thing happened there during the debate between Warnock and Walker. And Walker, who was being attacked on all kinds of personal reasons and not being smart enough, turned out to answer the questions a lot more directly, a lot more succinctly, uh, very little evasion of anything. Uh, And Warnock wouldn't answer anything and got nailed on numerous things, including being a supporter of uh, murdering babies at nine months in the womb. Sorry, I call them babies. Uh, In many states, it's double homicide if you kill a woman at seven or eight months pregnant. If it's, if it's double homicide, what, what gives the mother the right to kill? I never got that. I mean, uh, I, uh, women saying we have an absolute right over that baby's child until it comes out of the womb. What, where does it say that? Who said that? that come from Moses? Jesus? Any of the laws, common law, English common law, Roman law. Under English law, you killed the baby as an abortion. It was a crime. It was a major, it was murder toward the end, you know, and it was a misdemeanor at the earliest stages. So uh, no, no, no one but the feminist movement uh, 50 or 60 years ago developed any kind of right for a mother to kill uh, what's in her womb because she's unhappy with it. Uh, medical science would, would, would have created the, for the life of them. But isn't that often uh, prostituted to, for, for the health or the happiness of the mother? And I do submit that all the abortions that we've had, millions, done something to erode the morality and decency of this country if we wonder why we're so immoral now and we weren't in the past. Uh, I think we got the answer. So I think Baldock wins that. Uh, I wouldn't say that's a shoo-in, but I would say I think he wins it. And I think Walker wins, but in a different way, he may have to go to a runoff because unlike New Hampshire, where the plurality winner, whether they're three or four or five candidates, uh, wins. In uh, Georgia, you have to have a majority of the vote to win. And if you don't, you go to a runoff. And then we go to uh, the state of uh, Nevada, where Adam Laxalt is running against, um, against Senator Matzos. I think that's the way to pronounce it. I'll see if I can get a better pronunciation of it than that. But um, <laughs> from my point of view, from my point of view, the most important thing is Adam Laxalt is leading in almost every poll between three and between two and five points. And although it is, I, I would mislead you 
if I were to say that everyone would tell you that it's over, I would say that um, you can be pretty, you can be pretty happy with the, uh, uh, the way that race is lining up and also uh, some of the congressional races. Some of the some of the congressional races are um, are just a, just about there. Some of the congressional races are uh, nice wins of twenty and thirty and thirty percent. So I think that kind of um, I think that uh, kind of um, I think that kind of backup helps. So that's that's all against Catherine Cortez Macho. And uh, she had the lead until recently, and Laxalt has the lead in most of the polls since then. So then in the other races that at various times have been not decided, I wouldn't even bother with North Carolina. I think that race is basically over. And I wouldn't bother with Iowa, where I think Grassley will win. Utah with Mike Lee was um, was up in a little doubt, but now he's looking at a 10 to 15% lead. And there also was some thought that maybe Rubio could be beaten in Florida, and he's got an 11 point lead. So those I think we can safely put in the Republican column. If the Republicans win New Hampshire or Nevada Republicans would go to 51 unless the Democrats take a seat away from them so um, that wouldn't be Arizona because Arizona is um, Arizona is represented by Kelly who's a Democrat and his opponent, Masters, is again, he, he's in one of those 1% positions. 1% ahead, 1% behind, depending on the poll. So we'd have to put him in the we can't tell category. Uh, once again, Republicans don't have to win that to get a majority. They don't give up a seat. But where's the best place they could possibly give up a seat? Rubio, he's not going to lose. Uh, Grassley, he's not going to lose. Mike Lee in Utah, he's not going to lose. Ooh, gee, I'm looking around here to find somebody that might be able to lose here. Georgia, Georgia's a Democrat. All that happens with Georgia, should the Republicans win Nevada, is if for some reason they don't win Georgia, well, they probably don't get to 52 or 53. But they do get the 51. Um, oh, now I found a seat. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I found a seat. Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Oh, yes. So Wisconsin is Ron Johnson. He was losing three weeks ago. He's getting close to it. 
double digit lead. Don't think that Mandela Barnes is going to beat him. No, I don't think so. I don't think Ryan beats Vance, but again, that wouldn't be the pickup they needed. Um, so the only thing left now is um, if Johnson holds on, Republicans hold on to what what they have, even if they fail, even if they fail to pick up New Hampshire, which they might, or Arizona, which, uh, uh, which, um, or Arizona, which they might, or Nevada, which they might. As long as I pick up one of those three, they get to 51. Unless they give a seat back to the Democrats. I think we've determined that there are only two that fit that uh, cat, cat, category, right? Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. So what do you think? What, 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 what do you think is the one that they have the best chance of? And they even have some, I even have some notes on that right in here. On who, where, where the Democrats have the better chance of winning right now. I mean, this could all change by Monday. Not, no, it can't. It can't all change by Monday. It, uh, it could change by Don't think the Republican win of the House could be changed at this point. I think this could still go. This one could still go either either way. This one could still go uh, either way. I'm going to give you the latest numbers. from these two, uh, from the one race that I think is really, is really the key. The one race that's really uh, the key. Okay, I'm gonna spread it to three. Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania. If the Republicans pick up any one of those seats from the Democrats, like if they win Nevada, then the Democrats have got to win one of those two. Got to take it away from the Republicans. Fetterman and Oz, most of the polls have Oz ahead. If you, it's very hard to believe have Fetterman ahead. After his performance in the debate, it's really almost impossible to come to the conclusion that that he'd win. But if we, um, 
if we go any further than that, you know, we don't know. We just don't know yet. So here, my here, are my ultimate, my ultimate predictions for the race, and and how it's going to come out, and then we'll see how close I am next week. Okay, because we'll be on Tuesday uh, before the election's over, so we can we can we can talk about. It. I uh, believe that the Republicans will win New Hampshire. I believe they'll take uh, Georgia, but they'll take it in a, in a runoff because I think it won't get to 50 and Walker will beat Warnock in a runoff. I believe Alaxalt will win now, which will get the Republicans to 52 if there are no other changes. I do not believe that Fetterman will be able to beat Alaxalt. I really think the performance in the debate was so shockingly irresponsible that he has no no chance at all. Uh, we already put away the ones that were raised as issues, but um, but really aren't. Florida, Iowa, Utah, they'll all stay Republican. So right now, I would say, we have a one vote margin in the Senate before I turn this over. And then by December, two vote margin in the Senate and if um, if we can also pick up Georgia, uh, we can also pick up Arizona. Now we have a three vote margin in the Senate. Okay. Well, now they got to go take something back. Not going to take Wisconsin back. Johnson has that. Uh, I'm going to take Ohio back. Vance has it. And I don't think they're going to take Pennsylvania back. Oz has it. I say Democrats don't do better than 47. Republicans have um, 53, and that's the end of it. It becomes a five-vote margin in that Senate. I think something very drastic would have to happen between now and then to change that. So I think you have my predictions for the for, for the uh, you have my predictions for the House, which is about two fifteen to two twenty Republican, and this would be uh, fifty three Republican. So we have a few minutes, uh, and we have Rob, and why don't we put Rob on? We had a good time with Rob last night. I'm here. How are you, Rob? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Excellent. It was, what a hell of a night that was the other night. I, I couldn't believe it. It was great. Shout out. I'd like to shout out to Ted Goodman, Justine Murray, and Dr. Maria Ryan, of course. It was a great, great team effort. You know, all the people who helped fun. us, right? I'm going to plug this yes, in. Sir. Continue. Hold on. So tell them what it was. Well, yeah, we were, uh, we, we all convened at, uh, a, re- uh, a restaurant in Staten Island for the, uh, Zeldin rally. And, um, we started off with the show here on BBS. And I says to Rudy, uh, when, when they put me in, we had Doug that day. 
it passed me into Rudy, and I'm like, Rudy, I'm, I'm out in front of the restaurant right now for the Zeldin uh, rally. And he says, well, how is that possible? That's not in Secaucus. It's here in Staten Island. And I says, well, that's where I am. He says, well, if that's the case, come on down the elevator to the basement, the restaurant, and we'll do the show from right here. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah, great. Yeah, I, I was amazed. I was amazed. It was a great time. Yeah. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah. We definitely did. So what do you think? So let's get let, let's get your predictions, uh, my friend. What do you think about uh, well, you you were there, and we haven't talked about the oh. governors. Uh, what did you think about Zeldin and uh, and Hochul? Do you think Zeldin's gonna uh, is gonna have a chance of beating? Well, if if there is no shenanigans. Um... I think it's, it's certainly, according to the people in Staten Island, I mean, these people, they were having none of it. When the, when the name Hochul came up, you heard boos and ahs and oohs from the crowd. <laughs> and the, you know. So, and then, and then, and then when you went up and spoke, Rudy, oh, let me tell you, everybody who's listening to this, if you ever want to watch a professional work, you got to watch Rudy. Oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. Well, you know, uh, people can watch it. We put it out. Uh, today, I don't know if it's out yet, as a podcast, it's on RudyGiulianiCS.com. If you go to RudyGiulianiCS.com oh, and put it on, you'll get um, you'll get part of the speech, you'll get part of the Zelda, and you'll also see some of the most exceptional people, the people of um, of Staten Island. When I look here on my board, you know, with the Senate races, and I see Vance in Ohio here. I say every time I'm in Staten Island, I think I'm in, I'm in Ohio. D- doesn't it have like a, a Midwestern feeling to it? By the time the night was over, I felt like I'd want to move to Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, me too. Every time I'm there, I've told them several <laughs> times. I've told them several times I'm going to retire there. And then when every time I go out there, they say you're getting old now. Come on, retire. You know they have a have a couple of good, <laughs> got a couple of great golf courses. They got three yeah, great municipal, yeah. three great municipal, three or two. Well, they have three great municipal courses, three, and they have a very fine, uh, not so terribly expensive. Uh, they have a not so terribly expensive um, private course there too, the Richmond Country Club, and then they have three very very nice uh, golf courses. So you really do feel like you're living in a suburb, or you're living in the Midwest. And of course, the registration isn't wildly Republican. I mean, it's, I don't know, maybe like four or 5% separates the registration of Republicans or Democrats. But I got 80% of the vote there as the first Republican to run in two generations and only the third Republican to win in the 20th century and only the second to remain a Republican. And uh, the second time I ran, they, they were my margin of victory. I mean, they I was losing at 60, 70 percent of the vote by 2 percent. And my campaign manager and the head of the Liberal Party, which was sometime I'll explain what that meant, came up to me and said he was supporting, came up to me and said, don't worry, Rudy, Staten Island hasn't reported. I don't think anybody voted for anyone but you in Staten Island. Well, it turns out there were a couple of people. The borough president of Staten Island told me there were people who made a mistake. 
you know, every once in a while, we, we there's all this debate about machines, you know, but there are actually yeah. errors. People do make errors. I mean, I've o- always wondered. Let's put let's put cheating aside for a second. Let's make believe it doesn't happen, like like the New York Times does. There has to be a certain number of people who vote mistakenly for the wrong person. Now, people make mistakes about it. The smartest, most careful people make mistakes about anything, right? They get a number wrong. They put something in the wrong box. I mean, uh, you're only demented when you do it every day and on everything like Biden. But when you do it occasionally, you're just human. So people have to make wrong votes. So let's say I want to go in and vote for Zelda. And I, I'm rushed and distracted. And I somehow put the little zero and I fill in, God forbid, the hopeful box. I, I wonder what the margin of error is. The statisticians have to know that. They have to know that. So you got some views on some of the others. What do you you know what? I really, there's only one thing right now that surprises me. How the heck is Fetterman not losing by twenty percent? Isn't that unbelievable? He, but but how can he be a senator? I think. I think if you're voting for him, you want to kill him. I I spent just because I get curious about these things, and you know, Dr. Maria explains it to me, but I have to read it myself. So I go, I get out a book this morning on dementia and it's filled and uh, so I go through all and Biden has every symptom every symptom except he, he hasn't stopped talking yet but he got every other symptom he looks around when he finishes his uh, talking uh, he always seems confused he doesn't know what direction to, it's all in the book it's as if they as if they watched Biden and wrote about it. he gets confused and in the middle of senses he can't remember. He thinks, Fet- he, he hey, thinks he, Fetterman's very, very smart. He thinks Fetterman's a smart guy. Well, you know, it may be. It may be we need him to interpret Fetterman. <laughs> maybe, may, maybe when Fetterman's debating, they should put him on and they could say, Mr. President, what did Fetterman say? And, he, and he'd give us an explanation. You use him as an interpreter. Yeah. But then we'd have to remind him, you know, that he's the president and Harris is the vice president. Stop calling up President Harris. Yeah, so, again, he does it. Yeah. He, he, do, he does it again and again. I mean, how bad can you be? Uh, you, uh, you can only imagine the beating he must have taken from his handlers, his people, every time he makes a, a critical blunder. And then what does he do? A week later, he turns around and does the same damn thing again. Do, do you think uh, they get all upset or do you think they're just taking a stride now? It'd be ridiculous to get all upset. I mean, they're using them, which I, I think they're cruel and horrible. Who the heck well, would do that? Who the, who the heck would do that to somebody who loves huh? Yeah, well, they don't seem to love anybody, that group of people, that, that, that party. You know, they Biden does the same thing to his son that the, that the, that the, the, the Democrats are doing to Fetterman right now. They, they couldn't care if they dropped dead as long as they accomplish their goal, I, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, you know, pontificating yeah, on it. If he, get, if he gets a stroke on the floor of the Senate, as long as they elect Shapiro, you know, it'll be, hey, you did your job, pal. Right. You kept the seat. You kept the seat for us. 
too bad you dropped dead because we put you under stress after you had what it, I mean, you can't deny the fact that it must have been a terrible stroke. You know, well, I mean, you've seen, you've seen strokes. I've seen strokes. I've seen people with strokes that are okay the next day. And I've seen people with strokes that never get better. And then Absolutely. I've seen people with strokes that die uh, six months later. 25% of the people that get a stroke get a more serious one within a year. And, and right. the worse the stroke, the higher the percentage goes up. So he's got to be in that percentage group. So basically, he's looking at a pretty good chance of another stroke now or in the next seven months. But what the and heck? They're looking, and, and they're looking at the American people. And, you know, I, I would think they would want to sell themselves as uh, a, 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 a leadership that has high performance, that can perform well for the American people. I mean, what, what, is, what is the criteria for voting on these people anymore if this is what the people, you know, again, the lowering the bar of what people even have to vote for. They used to vote for one idiot, or if you don't like that one, vote for this idiot. But don't expect us to give you a, a, a qualified candidate. Ah, no, 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 that was 20, 30 years ago <laughs> in politics. <laughs> I don't know what they would do in the Democrat Party. Well, I mean, they wouldn't be able to talk to AOC. She's too stupid. You imagine how frustrating oh, it would be to talk to AOC? She doesn't even know history. You well, know, with the would, last, would... several, you know, last several weeks, uh, Biden and Obama have gotten the number of states. They, they can't get it straight that there are 50 states. So I don't know what's wrong with Obama. But this is the second time he can't remember 50 states. Maybe they, they just Maybe. they don't like the United States so much. They, they, they don't bother to memorize these things about the United States. Wonder if he knows That's how many. Probably true. I bet he knows how many. I bet he knows how many. Uh, how many uh, provinces there are in China, though? Got a lot of money. <laughs> from China. Well, I'm going to have to sign off now. Tell okay. People to, um, tell people to hang on for uh, call the mayor, which will be back in about five minutes. But we've got to we've got to sign off, and we'll be back. Um, We'll be back on BBS next week on Tuesday at five or six. And by that time, we sh- well, we won't, have, we won't have returns yet. But I'll give you my last minute predictions and we'll figure out some kind of bet. And I'll keep what I did here and we'll see how it changes. Okay. So to all of you now, I voted already. I voted yesterday. I'm going to urge all of you to go out and vote. Uh, I know Republicans in particular don't particularly like to vote early, but Rob and I found out the other night from Zeldin actually told the crowd that Republicans are voting early in very large numbers in Staten Island, which uh, particularly uh, for Republicans is good news because somehow I don't I don't think we trust the fact that if we vote before election day it gets counted. Maybe it does, and I don't know, but Republicans vote on election day. So I'm going to sign off now, and we'll be back with this show next week at on Thursday between 5 and 6. I know it's a little complicated, but on Tuesday, we'll be there between 6 and 7, and we'll be on between 6 and 7 in just about three or four minutes. Thank you very much, and God bless you.